0: There are some big problems in the world at the moment that are attracting an awful lot of attention. Things which have disrupted our daily lives. Things which, some fear, will disrupt our lives forever. Now, these things can be very important in an immediate sense and even in a longer term sense. Viruses or climate change. All these things have to be thought about. But is there an important event which is actually being totally forgotten about? I put it to you that there is. Many people are totally unaware of the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming again. And some who do know have forgotten. Others are mistaken about some of the details. The day is coming when Jesus will return in great glory to receive his own unto himself. And after that, there will be judgment. The latter part of First Thessalonians chapter 4 deals with the most important event of Christ's return. Firstly, I want us to note that in verse 13, the apostle says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. He's dealing there particularly with the saints at Thessalonica and their concern about their friends, their brothers and sisters in Christ who had already died. They feared that those folk would miss out on joining in Christ's glorious return. Indeed, their bodies had been buried. But the wonderful truth is that they will rise in resurrection. Verse 14, the Apostle takes the fact of Christ's resurrection to prove his point. None who sleep in Jesus will miss out. All who have been saved by grace through faith will be there for His glorious coming. The fact that there are saints. Alive on earth. When Jesus comes. Will not prevent them. Which are asleep. In Christ. From being raised up. From the grave. To join in. That second coming experience we can extend Paul's desire that no one be ignorant of the facts of Christ's coming again to go beyond the detail of whether those who died in Christ will be left out or not because we're all in danger of being ignorant of things which God has spoken to us about. He has given us his complete revelation. His holy word of truth. In verse 15 the apostle says. By the word of the Lord. The apostle had special revelation to bring this teaching onto us. And the church has been blessed with the ascension gifts of Christ. Those apostles whose teaching we have in the New Testament. Those pastors and teachers in the church with the responsibility of opening up the word and bringing it to us. Explaining what God has said so that we will not be ignorant we have been greatly blessed in having God's word Jesus Christ is coming again it's important that we know about this that our trust is in him and no one else Verse 16 tells us, The dead in Christ will rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Death is a consequence of our sin in Adam. We stand guilty before God. We know that the wages of sin is Death. But because of Jesus's death and resurrection, as we read in First Peter chapter 2 verse 24, Jesus, in his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye are healed. Jesus has borne our sins. When he died on that cross. So death can no longer claim the victory. We shall be raised and transformed. Death for the Christian is is described here as sleep in verse 14. Shall not prevent them which are asleep. When we die, it is as if our bodies fall asleep. But it's also like sleep for our bodies, because the day is coming when all the dead will be raised in resurrection, when this mortal must put on immortality. We are sad because of death, but when a brother or sister in Christ dies, we do not mourn as those who have no hope. For we are certain, not only of the wondrous truths of absent from the body present with the Lord, but also of the fact that they will be part of the resurrection when Christ returns. What comfort is ours if we have come in repentance and faith to Jesus when he returns. Our bodies will be raised with all the saints. Secondly, Christ's coming will be glorious. Scripture is clear. When Jesus came to Bethlehem, he came in great humility. We often hear about this. He laid aside his glory, the glory which he had before his incarnation. In his great high priestly prayer, Jesus referred to this, John 17, verse 5. He said, And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. So it is in Philippians chapter 2, the sixth verse. We read, Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Jesus laid aside his glory, the display of his divinity. There was a glimpse of that on the Mount of Transfiguration for that close circle of disciples. But he came In humility. As a servant. In the likeness of men. He was a man. Fully man. He was despised. There was nothing in him. That made him appear glorious. However. On the cross, his time of humiliation came to an end. It was complete. It was finished. The grave had no claim on him. So on the third day, he rose in triumph. He was dead, but is alive. When he comes again, it will be. Verse 16 with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God. This is a worldwide public proclamation. The trumpet will sound. When the nation of Israel were at Sinai, before God gave the law, we read Exodus 19, verse 16, and it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount. And the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the nether part of the mount. It was with fear the people of God were called together. When Jesus returns, the trumpet will sound and we will be gathered with joy. The trumpet. Christ will call. There will be the voice of the archangel. When Jesus stood before the tomb. And cried Lazarus come forth. Lazarus come forth. It was an effective call. Lazarus was only temporarily raised to life again. But when Jesus comes. It will be. For everlasting life. If we are alive and remain when he calls. We will be caught up in the air to meet him. We will be transformed. And receive our resurrection bodies. What a gathering. That will be. For the first time. The whole church of Christ. Will be together. In one mighty meeting. Does your heart fill with joy and praise with the thought of the glory of that day? Sometimes, perhaps, when we join our voices together and sing a great hymn of praise, we begin to get just a little taste of what it will be like. The whole church gathered together with Christ in all His glory. The whole world will know about this event. But it will not be joyous for all. What about you? Are you ready if Jesus were to come today? Are you ready if you were to die today? So, we've seen the Apostles desire that we are not to be ignorant, seeing that Christ's coming will be glorious. Thirdly, Christ's coming will be sudden and unexpected. Sadly, on the subject of Christ's coming again, many have gone astray. Some, as we read in Second Peter chapter three verse four, say, "Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation." They begin to think that this will never happen. Others go in the opposite direction. They read the Bible, they look at details, they apply their minds, and they begin to set dates. Some have dared to mark the day on the calendar. It is as a result of such that we have the teachings of Allen G. White and of Russell's Watchtower Movement. This goes back to the Millerites, the date-setters in the middle of the 19th century. Mr. Miller repented of his date-setting, but he set in motion events and people that he could not stop. These movements followed on. But Jesus was very clear. In fact, he could not have been clearer. Matthew chapter 24, verse 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. He didn't leave any room for doubt. We do not know the date when Jesus will return. And we should be satisfied with this. We've got so much to study and so much work to be done. There's no need for us to waste time trying to work out that which we've been told we cannot know. But these people can be very convincing. Come to my mind about that man in the United States just a few years ago. A man called Harold Camping. Who had a major ministry, set a date and advertised it widely and indeed he persuaded many of his followers to give vast amounts of money to advertise it, to warn people that Jesus was returning. There was nothing wrong with advertising. There was nothing wrong about warning people that Jesus was returning, for he had set a date. Marked it out on the calendar. He staked us all on that date. And he was wrong, as he was bound to be. And as a consequence, the gospel was brought into disrepute. The powerful FM radio stations that his organization had once used for proclaiming the gospel had to be sold. His work was totally discredited. He'd gone astray in other areas a few years before. But in the public mind, he was identified with this wrong prediction. Sadly, such men Bring shame upon the gospel. And people outside make fun of the church and the claims of Christ because of it. We are not to be ignorant about this. Jesus was very clear. We do not know, we cannot know the date when he will come. But we do know that it is imminent and will happen quickly. Chapter five here of the First Thessalonians second verse Paul says it will be like a thief in the night. It will be unexpected. Chapter four verse seventeen says, We which are alive and remain. Paul, as he wrote, knew that Christ's return was imminent. It could have happened in his lifetime. And so it is for us today. The return of Christ could happen today. We do not know the hour or the day when Jesus will return. As Jesus said in verse 7, I think it is, of Acts chapter 1, it is not for us to know the times Or the seasons. But he did say something. Else that's very important. Luke chapter 18 verse 8. He said. When the Son of Man cometh. Shall he find faith. On the earth. May we be careful. Students of scripture. So we will not be ignorant of these matters. The context of Paul's teaching about Christ coming again. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Is quite clear. Verse 3. He exhorts us to abstain from fornication. Verse 7. We are called unto holiness. Verses 9 and 10. We are exhorted to love one another. And in verse seven, sorry, in verse eleven, we are called upon to work, in the sense of providing for our own daily needs. We are here as disciples of Christ. He's given us instructions to carry out whilst we are looking. For his coming, the Lord has blessed us in so many ways. May we diligently use what he has given for his glory. Let us be active workers filled with hope and joy for Christ is coming. May we not be overcome by the troubles and tribulations of this world. But remember, Jesus is risen. Jesus is ruling, and Jesus will raise the dead. May we hear the promise of our blessed Saviour, Revelation 22, verse 20. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. What about, what about you? Are you looking forward to Jesus' coming again? Can you say with John in those closing words in the book of Revelation Even so, come Lord Jesus! Indeed, is Jesus your Lord? Is He your Saviour? Have you seen yourself as a sinner before the Holy God? Have you turned to him in repentance, cried out for mercy? Is your faith in his finished work, his death, his burial and resurrection? Dear friends, we have nothing, nothing to offer him. Save the blood of Christ. His finished work. This is a very solemn warning. Dear friends. Please do not ignore it. Do not delay. Today. Is the only day. That we can be certain of having. We could be. Taken. From time. Into eternity. At any moment. Each heartbeat. That we have. Is of the Lord's mercy. And grace. He has been very long suffering. With us. This day of grace. Has been extended. As it were. Unto us. Out of his mercy. We do not deserve it. I do pray that you would heed this solemn warning. Look to Christ today. That you would trust in Him. And if your trust is in Christ, then I pray you will be eagerly looking for Jesus to come again, as He has promised. And that when He comes, But when he calls you, he will find you full of faith, active in his service as his witness. Amen.